Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Experience can't. It gets results I can handle it. You just saw me. Indeed. Even with your clue and a basic understanding of this transcript you generated, Hado. Satsuno Hado is unstable. He can turn on you in dark ways you can't even imagine. You must trust me. Okay. Have you spoken of this to you? No. Good. Promise you will never speak of Satsuno Hado to him. I promise. You and Ryu take the rest of the day off. We could all do with a break. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we jump in with our gloves on, ready to swing at every one of these films and see if they fight back with some true quality or if they just get KO'd. We were here earlier <laughs> looking to, to watch Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, myself, Wayne Brissett, and Mark Athanas. And, uh, no, you two we, were there. I wasn't there. We lost round one. We lost round one. We we weren't able to successfully watch the the film. We are back. We're all on the same page. We've all seen this movie yeah. now, and now we get yeah. to share our In thoughts English. with you on it. In English as yeah. well. We In got English to experience well. new things, learn new languages. It was exciting. Yeah. Check it out. Oh God, what a journey it was. Still not as painful <laughs> as Assassin's Creed. Anyway. This film, for those who don't know about it, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist is a compilation web series that they've kind of formed into a full film. It's about two and a half hours-ish, so it's probably one of the longest films that we've watched up to this point. Because most video game films kind of get out the door before two hours, because really, (laughs) how long can you hold attention? But this one tries to go for a a full-on drama and a character revolution mm-hmm. that can surpass that two hour mark i know my thoughts on it i've been ready on them for a little while because you know i watched the movie the proper way the first time around easy when you're picking them we'll start with mark how was it in english <laughs> or at least with subtitles <laughs> wow. in english there's uh there there's a lot i missed um told you <laughs> <laughs> or assume um but but I absolutely assumed. I was assuming a lot of things. There was a lot more <laughs> a depth to some of the conversations than I assumed. <laughs> but, um, I do have an interesting observation with it, though, which is that um, it only got better. Because <laughs> okay. I actually genuinely still found I still found it really like as you know, I watched it the first time without uh, any translation for the subtitles, and I still was riveted. I, I thought the acting was still really good. Understanding the dialogue <laughs> in those scenes made it really good. I really enjoyed it. So um, I guess the movie went up a notch for me because I, I, 
I could even understand like the little witty banter between Ken and the uh, the old man at the lake because before oh, that was okay. just gibberish to me. I had no idea what the hell they were saying to each other. <laughs> the only the only thing I knew was when Ken was saying "shut up." That's the only thing I knew, and I only <laughs> knew that word from watching animes. Okay. So, um, but overall, definitely a step up now that I know the whole story. <laughs> now, Wayne, you had not seen this film because, unfortunately, <laughs> you watched what we'll be watching next, which is Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. Thanks for that, by the way. You know, drag yeah, us down with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. You didn't have to. There's I only a few it. films that I fear. I fear that one. It does not look good. But how was Street Fighter it. Assassin's You're- Fist? Your fears are justified. I oh, watched no. it. Well, we'll get to that at the end of this. But Assassin's <laughs> Fist, how was it, Wayne? Uh, so, you know, the the absolute pleasure of this podcast is the fact that I probably never would have seen this movie okay. without us doing this. And, and I'm so glad that we did because I thought it was fantastic. Cool. I thought yeah. it was the perfect type of world building that Street Fighter finally needed. And this is the type of medium that I think Street Fighter deserves. It's more of a mini series. It, it, it works better in a mini series. Sure. Um, okay. My only complaint is two and a half hours at one time. I think was too long for that <laughs> film. Be- and because okay. it was designed as a mini series, a lot of things at the end rehash what we've already seen because yes. it, it was implied that you were going to watch it, you know, weekly or whatever. And I think I would have enjoyed it even more uh, had I watched it episodically. Mm-hmm which is amazing because I still thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. But this is the type of world building I like to see. As soon as it was done, I'm like, I'm already in for the adventures of Ryu and Ken. I want to see another miniseries yeah. of Guile. I want to see a miniseries of Chun-Li. Like, I, I want to see this connect and, and okay. keep growing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we, we are. But uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it from the acting, the music, um, yeah. the visuals, yeah. the effects. Everything I thought was perfect for it. I agree. I was a huge yeah. fan of it. I was concerned when we had first believed we'd all watch the film and you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to mine. I'm thinking, how did Wayne not like this? This was everything we say we want out of these, these films, be a decent story, have some good action, stay somewhat faithful. This did it. What more does he want? I was very confused. Watch Chun-Li. Watch Chun-Li. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Now, you, <laughs> I did. You okay, bring this up is an not interesting about point. So, again, this was a web series first, and they've kind of compiled it together to be a film. And I knew that it was a web series, and I'd kind of put off watching it. I had copies of it on my computer as the individual episodes, and I waited. One interesting thing to me is when they put this together as a film, they actually added 13 minutes to it, apparently. Oh, yeah. So not only was it already long as a a series, the version we watched is like one full episode longer, apparently. That's fine. But they they do legitimately have a follow-up to it. So if you go on yeah, YouTube right Resurrection now, or something. right, Street Fighter Resurrection, it's a sequel in the sense of it's still continuing this world. It is following different characters. It's following Charlie, Nash, whatever you want to call him, Guile's buddy, uh, and a couple of other characters. Ryu and Ken are there, but they're not the focus of that story. They wanted to expand it. And the, the team, especially the director and the principal actors that were involved with this, had a plan in place with Capcom where they were going to do an actual television show. Unfortunately, it sounds like it fell apart because they weren't getting the financial backers that they needed to make the show the quality they wanted. And the only way to get that financial backing further was to kind of give up some creative control. And the 
the team behind it, they were more willing to kind of give up on it and say, we don't want to make something where we're told what we have to make Mm -hmm. than to compromise Mm -hmm. and end up with something that is probably more what we're used to getting. So I can completely respect that. That's that's the right call, unfortunately. For sure. Did you guys Mm -hmm. check out the short film that inspired this? I know I sent you a link to it. Street Fighter Legacy. I Uh, know that that we're going to watch later. Only three minutes long. And that's what inspired this. And I mean, Mark, you can attest to it as well. There's no story to it. It's just, hey, look how cool we can make the characters Zero. look. And here's a three minute fight scene. Yeah. Between that and this, it's, Ryu gets recast. They changed the look of Akuma. Yeah, I was going to say it's a different Ryu. Right. But the seed of it is there. And I remember watching that legacy fan film trailer, whatever you want to call it, and going, yeah, this would be cool as a series. Watching this. I got to say, though, that. Yeah, go ahead. Watching this. I'm amazed at the the restraint they have to go, okay, let's tell a story in the Street Fighter world that doesn't involve 20 characters. It yeah. really does focus on yeah. a small handful, which is the smarter way to do it if you're going to plan to do future films, and to have a real sense of character development and an arc. You compare it to, and don't get me wrong, I love the Van Damme Street Fighter. I don't think it's a good film, but I love it. But it is a mess and it's a thousand things going on and nothing really gets to have any sort of development. This really does. These characters actually have a proper arc and we'll get into them. But Ryu can even Akuma or Goki in this case, because they're yeah. referring to him by his the, the Japanese version of his name. They do bring up Akuma mm-hmm. later, but they all have mm-hmm. a really interesting arc, which I thought was cool. But you were going to say something, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that... Um I guess that my my two things are that one, this has got to be the best live action version of a can I've ever seen. Yes, like usually, oh, yeah, sure. you know when you when you see a Street Fighter live action, sometimes they nail Ryu, but they man, do they not get Ken? Right? <laughs> they got Ken. Ken's your boy, right? Um, yeah, Ken's my boy, and they got him right. But the other thing I was going to say is like kind of back to Wayne's point. The the reason this works is if you know nothing about Street Fighter, it is a great way to get into Street Fighter with two of the main characters yeah. and understanding their relationship, their backstory, which, you know, wonderfully was surprising, actually gives you the backstory of one of the major villains in, in Akuma. That ended up being a really easy, accessible way into the world they're building. And like Wayne said, when it was done, I was like, I want more. I immediately wanted more. Because they were finally oh, yeah. starting their actual journey. When it was done, no joke, I immediately went to my phone. I was like, please tell me there's a second series, whatever. Right. Like that mm-hmm. that's how I know this was fantastic. Because I was like, right up to that yeah. last shot, I was on the edge of my seat. And when they went black, I looked at Christina, I'm like, please don't tell me that's it. Oh. The credits rolled. I'm like, you gotta <laughs> yeah. be kidding me. All right. When it ends, <laughs> yeah. and jumping very far ahead. Yeah. When it ends, that's the only thing I was like, you God, you teased me. They have this huge story between Getsu and Goki. Ken and Ryu's master teaching them and having them learn the the Hado and Akuma, Goki, whichever one you want to call them, or Akuma, Akuma, I can never pronounce it the way that people say I should. Either way, it's leading to this final confrontation to the death. And we all know as Street Fighter fans that Goku's going to die, that they're going to kill him off. But you don't get that fight. They're about to fight and then it cuts. Like, no. But you all know how to fight. You've, you've done an entire movie about people who can do martial arts. Give me this last fight. Just one more. One more and fight. Just they, one more. They had that. 
that little shot of the old man in the woods who turns around. You're like, he's coming back. What's going to happen? Yeah. Like, this is going to yeah. be a thing. Nope. Ah, that was a tease. But I, Slack. But I, I was like, I what are you the show. doing to me? But yeah. I applaud the show mm. for doing that. Yes. Yeah. That's how that's how good it was. It, it was a torture that it ended. And it's that, good we haven't been able to say that a lot about a lot of these shows. No, it's good story. A lot story of the movies we've seen, it's not bad when it ends. <laughs> it's, it's usually a good thing when it no. ends. Now, one of the tests that I, I'm really glad I have the opportunity to do with these films is Corinne is willing she's willing to watch these films with me, as Christina does Christina. with you. Yeah. And Corinne's a gamer, but she doesn't play all of the same games. And she's certainly not as seated in all of the history and backstory and animes and comic mm-hmm. books and movies and all of the baggage that comes along with Street Fighter that I have. This is the closest I can say I felt to when you guys are watching Warcraft where I'm going, I can't separate myself from all of the stuff that I know. So I have yeah. no mm-hmm. idea if this is even interesting to someone who doesn't know it going in. Because I'm... Right. I'm completely all in on, you know, Street yeah. Fighter Alpha and the anime origins. And I've watched Street Fighter 2 V and all of this stuff. So if they yeah. miss any details, I'm mentally filling them in. Yeah. She mm-hmm. doesn't follow any Street Fighter. She knows Ryu and Ken to look at them, but none of those things matter. And when it was over, I asked, like, what did you think? She goes, no, it was a good movie. I liked it. She goes, I don't know if I'd watch it a second time because, you know, martial arts aren't necessarily my film, but. It was good. I liked the acting. The story was good. It's like, okay, thank God. It, I can recommend this to mm-hmm. normal people, not just us. So Christina, Christina is the same way, aside from recognizing Ken and Ryu just from the look at them. She knows nothing about Street Fighter. But when yeah. it was done, she was the same way. She's like, I'm ready for the adventures of Ken and Ryu. I'd like, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in this now. Yeah. She agreed it was a little long yeah. to sit down as one time to watch it all. She wishes we would have maybe started at the beginning of the week and then chose a few days to do right. episodes. Now, but- I have a th- theory about that and again coming back to the fact that it was originally an episodic web series it feels like they were trying to do it in chapters because again we're watching it as this two and a half hour sprawling story and you could almost feel watching it as a movie where each chapter is kind of beginning and ending to the point where even the backstory mm-hmm. which i love between goku and, and go goki who becomes akuma when he becomes a demon mm-hmm. Yeah, watching that follow that they have and Goki kind of giving into the the dark Hado, those scenes are long. And it feels like if you were an author and you were mm-hmm. going to write a book and you were told every chapter had to be exactly 35 pages, some chapters are going to be a little bit compressed and a lot's going to happen. And there's some yeah. moments in this film where it feels like things go by really quickly. And then there's some chapters mm-hmm. where you're like, man, you could have chopped five minutes. Sure. But I think a lot of that is because it is a series. Time and... There's because it's a a series recapping. Yes, the recaps near the end are a little rough. They really recap. It's like okay, we just saw this journey. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We just saw this, but I get it if you're watching it on you know five weeks over six weeks or whatever. By that six week, yeah, okay. Remind me what happened on that second week before we finished. Absolutely. That's why it was only killing me when Mm -hmm. I found out they added footage. I'm like, really? Because you probably could have chopped out like 15 minutes and it would have been leaner, but still worked really well. But I'll take. But they could have done actually. They could have actually separated this into two films. They could have did a Goki Goken part one. A hundred percent. And then the part 100%. two is the Ryu and Ken story, right? They could have. Now, why I'm glad Although, they I wonder, though. Go ahead. Yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think there's enough content there for that. There is. I actually like it because I think if you were just straight watching the Ken and Ryu just training, it's not as compelling. Yes. As trying to understand all the things the reason, yes. that are holding back 
uh, Goku. Like if you, if you need to almost understand, like he, he's a mystery to them. And you as the audience get to understand a little bit more about that mystery, but mm-hmm. it, they don't. And so it's kind of nice because it's a break in the pacing of the yeah. story when you finally get to see his his past. And I, I, I think it works better for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I find that if you were to take out Goku and Goku. Goki's kind of like interaction in that flashback, the stakes would feel incredibly small for Ken and Ryu. It'd just be, hey, we're training and why can't they teach us this cool fireball move? But when you see yeah. how devastating and destructive it becomes to someone's soul, it makes it a lot scarier that they're willing to learn these things. Yeah. Now, to catch up anyone else, because we've sat here and ranted about this film without giving any context to it. <laughs> Ken and Ryu are two martial artists being trained by Goku, who is a a master of Hado, which is a spiritual martial arts practice that allows you to channel your chi in different ways and be able to throw fireballs out of your hands and all these wild wacky stuff they're learning from him but they can tell that there's a level of training that they haven't been given they haven't been given essentially this magical level of training from him and they don't know why he's holding back and ken comes across a book in his his study that shows more of these techniques and now you see goku having these flashbacks about him and goki this student he trained with and how goki for lack of a better term for anyone who's a star wars fan went to the dark side he learned this dark Hado and it consumed him. And you can see why he's kind of reluctant to train Ken and Ryu. But now that they found out about it, it's either, well, I don't train them and they haphazardly try to learn this themselves. Or I try and temper it, give my level of, of expertise and kind of put them on the right path. Mm-hmm. That's the essential backdrop of it. And then you have everyone's kind of character arc from there. But it's a pretty straightforward martial arts story. I've seen this story play set, like yeah. play out on a number of martial arts films, and this mm-hmm. one does it really well. And it draws from the Street Fighter Alpha kind of anime and video games even that are supposed to be a precursor to Street Fighter 2. It's just a really well-told, small-scale story, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and that's the beauty of it is the small scale of it to me. I, I think yeah, like that's the, where it the really excels is because it's takes place in the woods in, yeah, in a dojo. Like there's no real, <laughs> yeah. don't go anywhere. It's all filmed in one spot. Right. Yeah. And the two juxtapositions that they make in terms of training and the relationships are the relationships of Ken and Ryu as their training. And Ken is the one saying, why, why can't we learn this new technique? I feel like I can do more. He's holding us back. I'm ready. I'm ready now. And Ryu is the one saying, well, no, if he says we're not ready, we have to trust him. He is our sensei. We'll do this on our own time. And you can almost sense a fear in Ryu to take that next step because he's worried about where it will mm-hmm. go. And they they do some cool stuff with that. And then you kind of compare that to Goku, their master, when he was young. He really does mirror a lot of the same sentiments as Ryu where it's OK, well, I'll take the training that I'm given and I'll, I'll follow the lessons. And Goki is kind of go on the path that Ken wants to go of, well, if there's this amazing technique, let me learn it. I need to be mm-hmm. the best version mm-hmm. that I can be. We're learning an assassin's form of fighting. Why aren't you teaching us how to use it at its full potential? And becomes consumed by the idea of if the full potential means I need to be less than human or more than human and become a, a demon, so be it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. see their friendship break apart over this. Yeah. Yeah. Right, which is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, really well done. Again, the 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 acting is phenomenal. I, I gotta take a pause here to just say I don't know who these guys are, but They're their good. acting is phenomenal. Their physical acting as well as the their emotional range, I thought they captured. And again, it's not maybe a complex emotional range they're always capturing, but it works for the story. So they, they did a fantastic job. When you talk about the, the physical acting in terms of like choreography, sure, this wasn't like flashy like the raid or anything like that, but I thought the mm-hmm. choreography was perfect to what Street Fighter needed to be. And what blew my mind was mm-hmm. how many of the moves they actually do from the game. Oh, yeah. From from the type uh, of kicks yeah. to the throws, yeah. to everything to their stances. I was like, man, like they've captured yeah. so much from the game. Yeah. This is fantastic. I love oh, yeah. it. And not just, hey, here's a Hadouken, but like Ken's axe kick is there. The yeah, way that, axe, yeah. Yes. The way that the actor portraying Ryu goes to do like the forward moving punch is a hard <laughs> punch, like that step in and low to the yeah. solar plexus. It's, it's kind of cool as a fan of the game to <laughs> see them not just doing these moves, but doing them in a way in the fight choreography that feels natural. It feels like, yeah, those are the moves they do in the fight. Yeah, correct. It didn't feel like they yeah. just did it. So be like, oh, there's that kick. But why would he do that at that moment? No, it's, there's that kick yeah. and it's justified. <laughs> right. Yeah, that kick makes sense right now. Like, there's a punch that Ryu did to Ken at one point, and it's just this like, it's just this downward punch, yep. and it's the start of the. It's literally the start of the combo of the uppercut. Yep. He doesn't do the uppercut, but he does the first punch of it, and I was just like, I know what that is because I've been hit by it. A <laughs> I thousand pushed back times at that moment. moment. Yes, I've hit. <laughs> I pushed back. I That's where I'm trying to block because an uppercut is is coming. You know, it's but it's really. You know, and I thought one of the my my genuinely favorite, most favorite part of the entire film is just before Ken and Ryu spar at the end. The advice he gives them on how to fight each other yes. is just just as a personal thing. It's how I play each character. I go all out when I play <laughs> Ken. I play more defensive when I play as Ryu. Yeah, it's it's not a. Th- like they're you know they're mirror characters you say although i think over the different iterations of the games they've changed enough they have they've evolved but it's how i play the characters it's how i personally play the characters i -hmm. play a little bit more defensive as ryu a little bit more aggressive as ken and it's just it's it's their characters it's amazing that that's for me as a a a fan and b someone who plays the game for them to actually almost make a commentary on the way i play the game inadvertently sure and what i really liked about it is it never felt like he favored any of them as a sensei. The advice that he gives is fair to both. It's a good piece of advice for them. And you feel like he really is rooting for both. He tells Ryu, I know you have this fear inside you of what's going to happen. You cannot let that fear control you, you know, fight with confidence, stand up. You can take Ken and then immediately tells Ken, you can't give Ryu an inch. He is a strong fighter. (laughs) If you hold back at all, you are done. You have to give this your all. That's really cool that he was he is trying to treat them as equals, but has solid advice for both that matches them. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. But and, and you know, yeah. to complement that, I fully agree that he treats them equal, but what's most important, what makes this work, is the movie treats them equal. Yes. And I yes. think that's so important yes. that Ryu and Ken are equals. Like all the yes. other shows we've ever watched with Street Fighter, it's always depicted that Ryu is superpower. He just holds back. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's a bit of that in there. You see it with the dark, though. But for the most part, they're equals. Like, they're trained the same. They're supposed to be. 
they have their slight differences versus the offense and defense, but those complement each other. Right. Like, and, and I just think it works so well. And they did it no, right. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. And I thought that was really cool. And the actors playing them do a really good job of having a genuine feel of friendship and camaraderie. And they don't always mm-hmm. get along like Ryu and Ken will mm-hmm. argue and such, especially over, you know, whether or not to kind of pursue this training. But then you have moments where they're hanging out on top of the roof, having some lunch together or Ken's father when they're younger brings over a copy of Mega Man 2 because they've been training at this dojo for like 10 years <laughs> and they're sitting there yeah. playing it. I thought it was awesome. Not only are they playing it, but then when Sensei comes in and when Goku comes in, you're thinking, oh, he's <laughs> going to tell them to get back to training. He's like, oh, what's the new game? And sits down, starts playing. <laughs> I love, yeah. like, that is awesome. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Brand new Mega Man. There's it's a even sense the- of family to them, right? Which yeah. is really cool. They had the right music playing for the right level to everything. Like it was great. And it feels like a healthy family relationship. And that's where I find that there's a big difference to Goku and Goki's kind of backstory because I don't yes. feel like they have the same healthy relationship. And I feel like a big part of that is not just the two of them, but how the two of them are played off of each other because of the other two people in that story. Yes. You have their sensei who is clearly a much harsher sensei than yeah. Goku. <laughs> yes. It's kind of vicious towards them. Is it Goken? Is that his name? Goken? Goken. It's Goken. Yeah. yeah. Too many G yeah. names in this. Goki, I know. Goken, Goken, Goki, Goru, Goshi, Goki, Goku. Goku. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Goruk. For all I know, we've been getting them all wrong this entire time. Uh, oh, no, we have been. Goki Goken. Goken. Oh my God, I feel so foolish. Goken is Ken and Ryu's. Goki like is Akuma. Mm-hmm. Gotetsu. Mm-hmm. Gotetsu is Gotetsu. In my defense, their master. If we watched this when we initially were going to watch it, I would have got all the names correct. Gotetsu is the one that trained them. Yeah. And yes. he's a much harsher master on them. He flat out lets them know that there's these other stronger mm-hmm. methods of martial arts and that he's withholding it from them. And that's going to create a <laughs> sense of. Their oh, yeah. Ass with it. <laughs> it creates this rivalry between them. And I like the yeah. idea that the one thing he doesn't share with them about it, that Goki Yakuma stumbles across, is that only one person can ultimately be a master of this style. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. knows I'm training two, two students, but one of them, according to these scrolls in this training, one of them is going to have to kill the other. And Goki's the one that points out this, I don't know if you want to call it hypocrisy or sinisterism or what have you but you're training two of us and only one of us is going to get out of this alive and you're not telling us this <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. a rational point for goki to no longer trust gotetsu and to kind of go out on his own and then on top of that yes. you mix in his uh gotetsu's niece where you have this love triangle that i think is what star wars wanted in the prequels between anakin and obi-wan and padme and never got and this is it yeah yeah. Like mm-hmm. Goken is clearly in love with Gotetsu's niece and she wants really nothing to do with him because she's in love with Goki, the the bad yeah. boy, I guess, so to speak. And yeah. the worst that he's getting, the kind of further he's following off of the the good wagon, I suppose, she's backing him up and it's driving a rift between them. And it, mm-hmm. it comes to a point where there's no turning back after Goki tries to, kill Goken. <laughs> he yeah. tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. When he straight when they're fighting and he smashes him into that wall like 
I'm amazed he doesn't die right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense at that point that he would kind of go off on his own. And then you have this kind of heartbreaking moment of him realizing if I'm going to be this truly powerful demon of a fighter, I have to turn my back on everything, including this this love that I have between Gotetsu's niece and him. He gives it all up and goes into the wilderness and comes back a year later to kill Gotetsu like I've never seen anyone kill. Oh my god. That's also one of my favorite scenes is their fight. Uh, Gotetsu's fight with, at that point, uh, who I can only call Akuma. He is is Akuma at that point. He is Akuma at that point. (laughs) The end of that fight when he does the demon rush through the fireball, I was like, A, that special effect is incredible, and I can't believe it looks that good. And B, it cuts away, and all you hear is a sound effect, and I was like, that's perfect. That's the right demon. After it's it's done, though, I like that it cuts back to the aftermath. Oh, yeah. He's actually with his sensei, and he's assumed the role of the master now because he's beaten the master. Like it's very against Star Warsy Sithy, but takes like, the beads. I, I like it. That was a fascinating takes moment. Takes the beads because his yeah. sensei doesn't look defeated about it. He seems, and even Akuma points it out later. He was proud of me. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is an yeah. insane mentality, and it shows that Gotetsu was messed up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Like, he had some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, 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 but right. that was really cool. The, the image of Akuma coming out of the, the darkness and his glowing eyes, yeah. just glowing terrifying. Eyes. And I'd argue they spend a little bit too much time developing it, but I also feel like if they took some of it away, it might mm. not have had it feel quite as epic. The amount of training that Goki goes through on his own to become Akuma, not just, the crazy like martial arts training that he's doing, but him trying to mm-hmm. control the dark Hado that's driven mad yes. or murdered everyone else. And he's sitting here meditating and flames are coming off of him, which fun fact as a behind the scenes, when he's sitting there cross-legged and he has two balls of dark Hado mm-hmm. in his hands and he's meditating. I was wondering how they got the effect for that as realistic as it looks like not just, Hey, here's some fire, but you can see the waves that are kind of happening from the heat of it Mm -hmm. in the behind the scenes. He's holding two small pots that are actually lit on fire (laughs) while he's standing there meditating. (laughs) And then they put those special effects over it. And apparently they got pretty hot at some points, but that's a level of dedication to have it look authentic. And he physically transforms. He's, what was it? He's barely eating anything. He's doing martial arts day in, day out. He's like puking up black blood, whatever that stuff mm-hmm. is. He earns Akuma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like what he says at yeah. the end. What was 100%. it? Uh, they say that you succumb to the Dark Ado, but he's like, no, no, no. I I succumb Dark Ado. They didn't. Dark Ado didn't succumb me. I succumbed Dark yeah, Ado. They say that it'll consume you. I consumed yeah, the Dark Ado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I thought that was great. Yeah. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. Like, that's really cool stuff. But I thought that was cool. There's a lot of... There's not a crazy amount of martial arts fights in it, but every time there's a fight, it's really solidly put together, and it shows that, in my opinion, if you're going to make a martial arts film, the smarter play is to find someone who 
is a martial mm-hmm. artist first and mm-hmm. an actor second, not the other way around. And this yeah. thankfully Andre goes that sense. route. Because, for again, sure. they are solid yeah. actors. I'm not knocking that at all. They pull off the emotions. They're good. But when you give someone four weeks to learn how to fight, I mean, come on, what do you expect? Whereas you can yeah. tell these guys are stunt actors and martial artists and they have yeah. a background. You, you know they can do it. You get Iron Fist. That's what you get. Yeah. You get Iron yeah. Fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get a couple of people who can fight and a bunch of people who can't, right? This yeah. one, everyone felt like they could fight. And I have to say, it's it's the most minorest of things. But again, the guy who plays Ken, he has, though, they're, though him and Ryu are learning the same style, he does have a noticeably different style. Yeah. Like, they're learning from the same master, but he 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 throws kicks differently. He has he, flair he to it. He moves differently. Yeah. Yes. He has a... Yes. that's exactly what it is. The best way I can put it is he has a swagger to his moves Whereas Ryu feels like, no, no, the move is this. This is what you do. And Ken has this, it's almost like you don't need to throw that energy into it. And maybe it's not the right call, but it has this energy to it that's probably working for him. Right. It, it makes Mm -hmm. perfect sense. Uh, That's why I love it. And then it all just comes to end with the flaming show where you can much look amazing. Oh yeah. (laughs) I like that. And even when they're discussing the chi earlier, when Ryu's discussing it as this, deep wave of ocean inside his belly yeah. and then it becomes mm-hmm. the hado which cool, by the way yeah. hilarious when ken tries to throw a fireball and it's like yeah. dan throwing one it goes oh. like half a foot yeah. <laughs> awesome <Yeah>. right <laughs> but when ken finally taps into to his proper one during the the fight and earlier he describes his as like a raging fire inside him and it comes out as the yes. flaming dragon uppercut awesome the shorter yes. ken that's solid. That's really cool. so good. It was awesome. This, again, one of my favorite moments is the way he does it. Because, again, he doesn't just do it. He slides into it. Oh, yeah. And that's how he throws the punch in the game. He doesn't just punch you. He kind of slides into yep. it and then leaps up. And it was the exact same sliding motion to get under the mm-hmm. – oh, so good. Very cool. So good. And this is where they show that he balances the dark dough with, with the regular, right? He didn't – do that out of aggression yeah. or hate or anything. No. It just came to him naturally. No. And that's why right. Goku was like, like, how did you I, do I that? I said, don't do that. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't do that. Yeah, how did you do that? Yeah. But I like, they show that slow progression of each of them kind of mastering their ability when Ryu is able to fire a Hadouken mm. across the entire lake when the, the madman, the old man the old at the man. other end of the lake, yeah. it's heavily implied yeah. that he's the master that went mad where the plaque is missing. Right, he's yeah. the the brother that went mm. mad because he's wearing that plaque on him, so it's fairly likely that it's him. Yeah, but when he's goading him yeah. on, and you hear like Ryu's theme building as he goes to fire it and he shoots it across, and then Ken can't, and then later on he manages to because the old man's making fun of him. You you get this progression of them slowly kind of coming into their powers that isn't just a one minute montage. Granted, they have montages, yes, and they're amazing, including let's turn on the eighties boombox and Ken's yeah. theme is on there is great. with electric guitar. Yes. So awesome. I love it. The music love in it. this I freaking loved and I love that they find fantastic. a way yeah. to throw in Ken and Ryu's themes near the end as they're coming into their own and have it work. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's really cool. One hundred percent. Other than that, lo- the rest I, of the music that seems is again, like its own thing. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite, again, like I have a lot of favorites in this, but like if, I, if I'm ranking them, you know, that's probably like third or fourth on the list. The way they use the Street Fighter 
theme music and sometimes subtly where it took me a half second to be like, Oh my God, wait a minute. I'm so into the scene. I didn't realize they're playing the theme and right. that's awesome. Now, once we were small, gonna get a, you know, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yours is probably more related to Mars. One small, small nitpick, bad sensei move. He teaches them how to throw the Hadoken, which apparently is really, really dangerous in this film. It says it's okay to shoot it at them. Shoot it at each other. And <laughs> shoot then it at he each teaches other. them yes. afterwards on a separate day. He teaches how them how to it. block the Hadoken. <laughs> Why yes. don't you teach that before you teach how to throw it? For sure. <laughs> well, the best thing is Ken, Ken tells him that. He's like, that would have been good to know. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a bad sensei moment. That's a yeah. bad sensei moment. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> I was going to say, I, ho- I was hoping we were going to get that cameo from Dan. Uh, I mean, they mentioned oh, Dan. Oh, they kept talking that's about I'm Dan. Surprised. There's oh, cameos that we should have gotten. So good. I'm glad they kept the, the focus small, but when they said they're going to an Air Force base and they get into that one bar fight, I thought maybe Guy would show up. They mentioned yeah. Dan. I'm kind of glad they yeah. held those things back because it might have, again, Agreed. felt overstuffed. But the fact that they mentioned those things yeah. and kind of allude to a larger world is really cool like at the end credits you have yeah, them coming the to America candidate. and you yeah. see the Shadowloo symbol on yeah. the the luggage of this other guy coming in so you know Bison's out there and he exists yeah that's our cameo yeah right those kinds of easter eggs <laughs> yeah. cool those make sense to fit in this the fact that they didn't go larger I kind of appreciate because then it, it would mm-hmm. take yeah. it over no, well, the, but yeah. if Kyle showed up I wouldn't really complain <laughs> yeah but I I completely agree, Wayne. The moment they mentioned Dan, and it's like, oh my god, they mentioned Dan. He's in this universe. There's a whole please, please, deleted please, please, please. scene where they talk about Dan at oh, the, the campfire. There? Oh, there is. It's ridiculous. God, that's great. It's ridiculous. That's, that's great. But it sounds like we're all in agreement. This was a really good film. Whether or not you're a fan of Street Fighter or not, it's a good martial arts film, and it's a good drama between just people, right? Honestly, this is up there for me as one of the best adaptations we've seen. Well, you're welcome. 100% agree. Because while it might not 100%, 100% be... 100% agree. While it might not, like, directly, directly mirror the story of the game, this is still one of the, the most games. true adapt. <laughs> but it is still one of the most true adaptations yes. of the characters, of their backstory, mm-hmm. their physical movement, everything. So I'm a big fan. Now... When we come back, we will be watching Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. I am not a fan. <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't know how this is going to go, and I think I know how it's going to go. But we thank you for listening, oh God. and we'll meet you next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Press X to Reload. I've been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen. Sure you can. Adios. We'll see you in the final round. See you later. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next stage.